Welcome to the Physician Associate Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Physician Associate Podcast. My name is James. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Hirt van der Brink, who is a programme director of a PA course from the Netherlands. Welcome to the show, Hirt. Thank you. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Yes, you, you, you are uh, rather doing well. Yeah. Thank you. Do you want to start the episode just by introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about yourself and as a physician associate in the Netherlands? Yeah, we call it uh, uh, still physician assistants in the Netherlands. Uh, um, I think uh, um, physician associate or physician assistant, it's rather hard to pronounce uh, for Dutch people, Dutch speaking people. And it's even harder to uh, write it correct. Um, uh, so, uh, and it's also uh, a, a title in the Netherlands. Uh, it's protected. It's in the law, uh, and in the law, it's called physician assistant. Uh, it was established in 2018. So, in change uh, to physician associate, I think it's a little bit better name than a physician assistant. Um, is rather difficult, uh, and the advantage uh, for a change is not very big. Um, we started in the Netherlands in 2002 with the physician assistant. Uh, we had a lot of help from uh, the PAs from uh, the US, uh, and we look at the, the professional profile, uh, and we adapted it, and we make an own uh, curriculum for the uh, PA. We have five uh, PA programs, Master of Science programs in the Netherlands. Every year, uh, 250 new students uh, are funded uh, by the government. Uh, uh, one program costs about um, more than 100,000 uh, euros uh, because our student, uh, students get also a salary during the, 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 their program. Uh, it's a dual program, uh, working and learning together. Uh, they are going one day in a week to the uh, university, uh, two days in a week a clinical rotation, and two days in a week uh, they work at a place where they hire them as a PA in, uh, in training. Uh, uh, that can be everywhere, GP practice, hospital, uh, rehab clinics, etc. Um, in Nijmegen, we have more than uh, 200 uh, students now. Uh, it's combining uh, the first, second and third years as a two and a half year program. It struck me when you were talking about the beginnings of the profession in the Netherlands. 2002 was around the same time that they first introduced some physician assistants from America into the UK as well for some trial sites. They brought some PAs over and put them to work in the NHS to see if it was going to be successful. I think the reason behind that was that they were struggling to recruit enough GPs into the NHS. Was it similarly workforce pressures and lack of doctors in the Netherlands that meant that people were introduced to the PAs? Yes, that was it. The, the initial motive was, was a shortage of physician, uh, physicians. But uh, uh, I think um, um, uh, that's not the case anymore. Uh, I think we have now uh, uh, more than enough uh, uh, physicians. Some are unemployed. But we think that the physician is not always the right uh, professional to do the task that he is doing. 
Um, uh, and in a lot of cases, you you can do that with uh, an, a less longer educated person, like a physician assistant. Um, uh, and that's the reason uh, that the, the PA uh, is uh, rather successful in the Netherlands. Uh, we don't have very high uh, figures like you do in the UK. We have now uh, um, about 2,000 uh, uh, PAs re registered in, 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 uh, in the Netherlands. Um, and they are working at uh, uh, instead of the residents, uh, because the residents, uh, they are more focusing now on their education and not on the production of healthcare. Uh, so the, the production, that was a problem, and PA is working on that now. Uh, we have a shortage at uh, this moment on GPs in uh, certain uh, areas and, and uh, regions in the Netherlands. Uh, but overall, there is no shortage anymore of physicians. Well, that's interesting. It certainly feels different in the NHS. It feels like there are lots of rotor gaps and not enough doctors to go around, not enough GPs. Yeah, but it's also a discussion that we have here. We, we say that, that uh, of course, uh, uh, of course, a physician assistant, uh, um, uh, a lot of the works is a substitution what he's doing, but he's also uh, supplementing uh, uh, any, uh, something to the to the healthcare, and uh, the supplementing uh, aspect of the physician assistant physician assistant is getting more and more important. Uh, because when you are working with a physician assistant and an, a physician, the physician gets more time to do the complex uh, patients and the PA can do the, the less complex patients and also add additional time or additional care uh, to, the, to the patient. Uh, and and uh, that's um, uh, a win-win situation, I think. Sort of a redistribution of the workload. Amongst yeah, redistribution, sometimes a redesigning of the, of the workforce, and and and, um, um, uh, and I think that that uh, to think better uh, what what is the right person, what is the right professional to treat the the patient. I think that's a very a good question. There's lots of questions firing off in my mind. Um, you mentioned that there are about two thousand PAs in the Netherlands now. It's Roughly, I think around 3,000 maybe in the UK at the moment. So not so dissimilar. But we are producing maybe about 1,000 qualified PAs every year now. So I yeah. guess the numbers will accelerate quite quickly. Yeah, you are, yeah. And you said that there were five courses in the Netherlands? Yeah, five courses and uh, five programmes in the Netherlands, yeah. And about... And we are all um, uh, Master of Science degree. And producing about 250 new PAs into the workforce. We are, with five programs, we produce 250 new PAs every year. Uh, not, not everyone is uh, su uh, uh, successful, uh, completed the, the program. Uh, I think every year, 220, 230 new PAs we added to the, the Dutch healthcare. Question, you used uh, the term resident earlier when talking about hospital medicine, which is an American term to my ears, not something we have in the NHS. Um, residents and attendings, I think, are, are similar to registrars and consultants in British hospitals. 
Could you just explain a little bit about how healthcare is structured across the Netherlands? Is it a public system like the NHS or is it more of a private healthcare system? Oh, that's a rather difficult question. Uh, <laughs> now, I think that we, uh, we combine the NHS and the American system. We have an, uh, everyone is, is, uh, has a, in the Netherlands has a uh, healthcare insurance that's, that's mandatory. Um, uh, you pay when you are going to the hospital, you pay every year uh, amount of money as an, uh, um, as an, an own risk, uh, uh, your own risk that you have to pay. Um, um, uh, that's 380 euros. But when you pay that, uh, everything is uh, for free. Uh, also, the uh, GP is for free. Uh, and uh, only uh, when the GP is uh, the, the, the prescribing medicine or uh, um, um, uh, other things in the hospital, uh, then you have to pay for that. Um, the hospitals um, are uh, getting money from the, the government and the insurance companies, uh, but that's all regulated. So that's, I think, uh, between the NHS and, and uh, the, the system in the US. And, uh, um, and the, the only difference uh, with the US, uh, uh, of the only, I think, a very important difference is that everyone in the, in the, in the Netherlands is uh, insured for the healthcare um, and the amount of money that you earned is not uh, from influences what you are paying. You're paying a fixed amount of money uh, to, the, to the insurance. That's also uh, um, um, restricted from the government. It's a regulated system. Um, when you are looking to the to the uh, health spendings uh, in the Netherlands, we are in the top five or top uh, six. Uh, uh, and when you are uh, looking at the ranking, and that's a very uh, a different from which ranking you are looking, but uh, uh, the quality of healthcare is rather uh, good. Uh, um, uh, we have the GP as a very important person in the healthcare as a gatekeeper. When you are want to go to uh, uh, to the hospital, you uh, uh, only a GP can refer you to the hospital. It's not a free system that you can go to the to the hospitals. And I think that's the same uh, with uh, the UK. Yeah. Yes. Usually, yeah, you have to be referred in from your GP to to see a specialist yeah. in the hospital, yeah. which I guess is unlike the American system. I think, isn't it? If you no, they don't have a a, 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 a gatekeeper like that. No, if your child is sick, you take them immediately to your pediatrician or... Yeah, uh, and, and then you have to pay. So let's talk about the in early days of the PAs in the Netherlands. Was there resistance? Was there upset about introducing physician assistants into the Netherlands? Or were they welcomed with open arms? Um, of course, there was resistance, uh, of course. And not everyone was very happy with the PA, but there were enough people who were very happy with the PA. Uh, uh, so the, the 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 number of pro uh, people and and people who are against uh, is growing. Uh, so every year, uh, more people uh, are um, uh, thinking that the PA is a good development. And um, I think that's very important that you start with 
with people who uh, um, uh, who uh, think that's a good idea uh, and want to to work on that. Uh, but uh, we also listen to the, uh, the the opponents, to the people who are not very happy with the PA, and and listen to their uh, arguments. Some are very uh, um, reasonable. You can understand that. Uh, sometimes not, and uh, but I think it's very learnable. Um, to, to do that. And I think, of course, you can find uh, people who are against the PA, but uh, and now in every hospital, they are working PAs. Uh, the, the number of PAs and GPs is growing uh, and, and elderly care there is growing. Uh, and I think in elderly care and in GP practices is an, a lot of uh, demand for extra PAs in the near future. Uh, also because of the demographic uh, development of, of, of the Netherlands. And you mentioned it was a master, it's a master's course to become a PA to train. Master of Science degree, yeah. So do applicants need an existing undergraduate degree in science? Yeah, they, they do need a bachelor degree, uh, a certain bachelor degree in, in healthcare. And that's the, that's the difference with the situation in the UK. Uh, we, uh, in the Netherlands, you need uh, uh, healthcare experience as a nurse or a physiotherapist. And I, I think in the UK, you don't uh, need that. No. Not at the moment, no. Uh, a lot of PA courses will take people with other bachelor degrees, science degrees, um, and sometimes other healthcare experience, perhaps from the army or caring roles those kind I had a discussion I, I was once in, in uh, uh, at the start I think in 2005 or 2006 in Birmingham with the first PAs uh, who are from the from um, um, uh, the US and I also had a very nice com- a lot of uh, conversation with Jim Pearl and uh, one of the, the the founders I think from the PA in, in the UK and I think that's a different uh, vision about human resource uh, uh, because we think that uh, for nurses or physiotherapists, when they can do uh, a master degree, um, the, the 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 healthcare as a whole is is is, is being more attractive uh, for uh, people to to go to work there because you have a lot of possibilities to to learn further, to do a master, etc. Uh, and I I think that the argument in the UK was that uh, the the problem that you uh, uh, recruiting your own personnel and then uh, create a shortage at your own. I think that's a different uh, point of view. Uh, uh, I don't know which the best is, but we are com- we are happy with this because uh, uh, the, the healthcare as a whole is uh, as a, as, an, as a workforce is is rather attractive for uh, um, uh, uh, for students um, with a lot of applicants in nursing and in physiotherapy, etc. Do you have a role such as an advanced nurse practitioner yep. equivalent in the Netherlands? Yeah, there's, uh, this is, that's a little bit bigger than the PA movement. There are uh, 10 programs, so uh, twice as more than the PA, and they educate also twice as more, so uh, about 500 uh, every year. Is the scope of the work of a, a nurse practitioner in a PA quite similar. I would say probably in the UK we're used quite similarly. I work day to day with nurse practitioners and we do largely the same job in the hospital. 
I think when you are looking to uh, the, the word from a PA or a nurse practitioner, there are more similarities than differences. But uh, um, I think the differences are very important because that's the uh, nuance, the, the, the accent you have on, on your working. Um, uh, and we say, we have, we have an, uh, I think, an, uh, um, uh, a good conversation between two uh, professions. Um, what what best positions are for a, a nurse practitioner and, and for a PA. Uh, um, we see uh, a nurse practitioner as a nurse uh, who is uh, uh, extending his uh, his or her uh, uh, capacity in uh, medicine and combining nursing and, and uh, medical care to treat uh, patients. Uh, normally, they uh, uh, they treat patients where there is already a medical uh, diagnosis and treatment. Uh, uh, um, 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 how do you say that? Uh, uh, written down by a, by a physician. A management plan. Yeah, a, a, a plan, exact. And uh, when you when you look into a PA. Uh, they are more uh, seeing patients with complaints and have to make their diagnosis and their plan at their own. So that's that's a, a different. And uh, uh, for instance, uh, um, when you are uh, searching for uh, uh, an expectation or PA in general practice, it's depending on what task you want to, to let him or her uh, do. Uh, is, the, is that an overall uh, for all patients? you can better hire a PA. And when it's, for, for instance, for uh, fragile uh, elderly people, you can better hire a, a nurse practitioner. So to get into PA school in the UK, increasingly there are medical style entrance exams, like exams that medical schools use for their doctors, for medical students, to assess capability and capacity for admissions. We're seeing that now being introduced to the UK physician associate courses as well as a way of entry into the profession. And then it's largely self-funded. So the students themselves pay their tuition fees, which is about 9,000 something pounds a year for both years. Sometimes there are little grants or scholarships that students can attain. It's, you said something like 100,000 euros to train a PA in the Netherlands. Yeah, Hundred thousand euros is funded, so our students pay, uh, and sometimes the the uh, the employee of the, the students pay that. They pay, uh, I think, five thousand euros for the whole program. Uh, uh, wow. And uh, but they get uh, a normal salary, so the government pays uh, the 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 employer of the the physician assistant in education and training. Uh, every month, uh, 1,875 euros a month for 13 months. Uh, so they can uh, pay the, the, the PA in training and, and education a normal salary. Wow. <laughs> so when you are, when you uh, was a nurse and you want to become a PA, uh, uh, you can go to the to the program. Uh, and you don't have to uh, have an extra loan or mortgage or something like that. You, you can go on with, with your normal life. Only you have to study a lot, but that's the only thing that's changing. Yes, but you can study because 
You're not worried yeah. about debt. You're not worried about having a second job to pay for your course. No. You can focus no. on studying. Yeah. Seems like a much better system. They are thinking of introducing apprenticeship style models for PAs okay. in the UK. So it might be that an employer we have, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, sponsors somebody through the course. Yeah. And then you can earn. Yeah. You mentioned that the title physician assistant is now protected in law in the Netherlands. Yeah. So that, I guess, means you're now a regulated sort of profession. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, regulated profession. You have a full, how do you say, it, uh, practice authority. Is that the correct word? Yeah. They can uh, prescribe medicine. Uh, they can uh, diagnose patients. They uh, uh, can do a little surgeries, uh, something like that. Uh, only when you're capable for it, of course. Uh, uh, when you're not capable and you are doing it, you are having trouble uh, and also the patient uh, uh, going to get trouble um, but when you are capable you, you have the competences to do it you, you can do that so um, uh, they also uh, the, the, the insurance company don't make a difference when you are treated by uh, a physician or a physician assistant it's not uh, uh, necessary that the physician uh, sees a patient for billing uh, the, 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 the services that they are uh, getting. So that's, that's since um, a couple of years, I think, four or five years. Yeah. Brilliant. Do PAs come out of their university course as prescribers, or is that something that they have to do? No, it's, uh, the, they, when they have their diploma, they have to register them and they can describe medicine. So in the UK, we are still not regulated as a profession, but it is hopefully going to change maybe next year. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I, I think that the parliament has now uh, some time left because they don't have to argue about the Brexit anymore. So maybe they can do uh, a real work and, and, and establish the PA, uh, I think. Definitely. It'd be nice to see movement in that direction. Definitely. Yeah. Once we are regulated, we'll then hopefully be able to become prescribers and that kind of thing. We can, might... you, uh, can you also um, uh, bill for, for the, the activities you do with the patient? That's an interesting question. We don't really have a billing on the NHS. Can, can your hospital... Uh, um, oh, of course. It's only uh, it's paid by the NHS. It's, it's not not production regulated or um, no. No, there's no bill to pay for the patient. It's all free at the point of use. Yeah. Same. There are there is a charge for prescribed medicines. If you go to collect a prescription from the pharmacy, you'll pay ten pounds mm -hmm. or so. Um, mm -hmm towards the cost of the medicine but otherwise everything else is pretty much free at point of use yep. Yep. once we are regulated with the general medical council once we have that statutory legislative regulation in place it may then open up to overseas trained pas coming onto our register to work in the uk or indeed uk pas going out into other countries to work abroad. Do you think that that would be something that you might see in the future with sort of Dutch PAs coming uh, over to here? Or? 
We see it already now, uh, not very much, but um, um, there are uh, some um, uh, PAs from uh, the US uh, and they get uh, legislated here in, 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 in uh, the Netherlands. We have a uh, procedure by the Ministry of Health. Uh, it's, it's a long procedure, about, um, it takes you uh, about a year or so. Uh, and when uh, the experience, the competences, etc., are fully the same, uh, uh, then you can uh, work uh, as a PA. Uh, the first half here uh, under supervision of an, an other PA, uh, and then you are fully uh, 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 registered as a PA in the Netherlands. And I think we don't have uh, any uh, people from who are educated in the UK. But um, um, they, we will uh, adjust that also. And so they get an, 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 a project, something to do, and, and then they, uh, they get uh, regulated. I think for the, for the UK PAs, we have, uh, I think, uh, extra uh, uh, things to do in, in pharmacy and describing medicine, et cetera. But that's, that's maybe in one year or a half year, they, they can uh, be um, PAs in Netherlands. The way around, the, the Dutch PAs can't work in the UK and the US because they don't uh, recognize uh, the diplomas from uh, other than the US. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Further across Europe, is, is the Netherlands unusual in having physician assistance or is RPA spreading? into neighboring European countries as well, Tina? Um, in Germany, they start a lot of programs with a bachelor degree. And we had a cooperation with Dusseldorf and they started, I think, this the first uh, master program PA. Uh, and we had a very intense cooperation with Dusseldorf and, and Nijmegen. Uh, so they have now one uh, master PA program uh, and uh, I think 10 or 15 uh, bachelor uh, PA programs. The scope of practice uh, from the bachelor uh, PA uh, uh, is not the same, uh, I think. So that's, that's uh, but it's, uh, I think, a, a good development that they start with, with PAs in, in Germany. Uh, I saw also that they started with PAs in uh, Switzerland, uh, in Geneva. They already started a couple of years ago with the nurse practitioners. And uh, elsewhere, I think in Bulgaria, there are also some fellows or, or medical officer uh, kind of people. I don't know really uh, very well, but that's the development I think in, in, in Europe. I did a podcast episode with uh, some PAs that are now establishing in New Zealand. And I ah, think- okay. She said that there were maybe 11 for the whole country. <laughs> so it's, it's very small at the moment, but it is lots of different countries are beginning to start PA programs. Yeah, yeah and also in, in, in Africa, uh, uh, in South Africa and uh, in, in, in other parts of Africa. Yeah. I made another episode with one of your PA educator colleagues, uh, Virginia, from um, the from the States. And you, you and Virginia wrote a paper together, didn't you, on the impact that COVID-19 had had on PA education across the, the globe. 
for anybody who wants to listen to that episode, it should be available on the podcast feed um, to hear what Virginia said. What impact have you found COVID-19 has had on PAs in the Netherlands and, and how did the Netherlands sort of cope with COVID-19? Was it a good response? I think that's also a very difficult question because I don't know what the good uh, coping of uh, COVID uh, uh, was or is. When you're looking sure. to Sweden, sometimes they are okay, they do it very well. And other times I, I think maybe it's not very well. I don't know. But um, the uh, just graduated uh, uh, our uh, students who started in uh, 2000, September 2020. And they graduated uh, uh, this month. Uh, and we call it our COVID uh, cohort uh, because uh, almost um, uh, 70 or 80% of the time th- it was online. Um, um, and uh, there are some uh, strange things. Our uh, um, university said do everything to uh, to give good uh, education so we can we, we, we uh, bought an, an, an online course for uh, uh, medical skills that they can uh, look and train more at home. Uh, so uh, we are not uh, getting uh, a, a budget cutting, but uh, we are uh, asked to spend more money uh, to cope with the consequences of COVID. And I think that's a difference uh, between US and, and the Netherlands because we are an, a governmental funded uh, university uh, and we, we we are we aren't a commercial uh, university. Um, to the students, um, uh, we have three uh, different kind of uh, um, of education uh, parts. We have our lectures, and our lectures was very easy to do it online. Uh, we have a problem based learning, and we have working groups. Uh, that was um, difficult because. I think when you have a small group uh, teaching with in a problem-based learning environment, uh, I think uh, online is not very ideal. And of course, the skills training, uh, they can't do it online. You can prepare them online, but you can't train them online. Once you're qualified as a physician assistant in the Netherlands, in terms of salary and jobs, is it is it easy to get a PA job in the Netherlands? And what sort of salary yes. do you get? Normally, you stay um, uh, at the um, um, uh, at the employer where you started the PA training. That's the intention. Uh-huh. That's also the question. For instance, when a GP uh, wants to hire a, a, a PA student, we ask, okay, but the, the intention that you have is to that you hire him or her after he's graduated. Of course, I keep forgetting about the fact that they're employees when they're students. It's very yeah. different to how it is in the UK. So, yeah. so they get it. They are promised a job really before they start training. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, therefore uh, it's very hard to get a PA because um, um, there are um, not very uh, uh, a lot of, of PAs who are unemployed. I think. And, we, we did an uh, alumni uh, research in, in the Netherlands, and I think more than uh, 85%, no, uh, 95% of the, of the graduated PAs are still working as a PA. Brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. 
When I talk to American PAs, they tell me that they can earn different salaries based on which specialty they're in. So perhaps a dermatology PA would earn $80,000 and a, an emergency department PA would earn $100,000. In the UK, it's different. It's employed by the National Health Service. So we're all on the same salary up and down the country. Um, everybody gets paid the same. How does it work in the Netherlands? Is it variable? No, I think uh, almost the same as as uh, uh, in the UK. It's it's fixed. Uh, it's um, negotiated between the, the the unions and and the employees, uh, the, the employers, uh, uh, and um, of course, uh, in, in an individual case, you can uh, give a PA more or less. Uh, but uh, uh, there are um, how do you say that? Um, um, uh, it's it's not a law, but it, it's it's recommended uh, yeah. uh, salaries for PAs and also nurse practitioners. Brilliant! Thank you so much Ed, for explaining all about PAs in the Netherlands. I found it really interesting to see how the professions developed in the Netherlands and the rate of pace is is different to how we're doing it in the UK. If people have listened to our episode of the podcast and want to find out more about PAs in the Netherlands, where would be a good place for them to go to find out more information? Um, yeah, most of the websites are in Dutch. Uh, that's a rather problem because uh, uh, we are now uh, trying to do more um, uh, in, in English also. Uh, we, we, we did some research uh, and we published it in, in English news or journals. So you can, you can read uh, some of them uh, in, in, uh, in journals. Um, and they can send me a mail or the, the, the Dutch Association of PAs is called the NAPA. Uh, and you can find there uh, on, the, the, on their site also information. I don't know if they have an, an English uh, um, part, but the, the, there is an email and uh, that. But you can also, when, it's going, uh, when, when you have a question about uh, the, the educational things, you can, uh, people can, can write me an email. And when it's more for the profession, please write the, the, the NAPA, the Dutch, Dutch Association of PAs, uh, an email. Perfect. Thank you. And I'll leave your contact details in the show notes so people can find okay. your contact details there. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, James. It was a nice conversation. And thanks to you for listening as well. I hope you found it really interesting to find out more about PAs working across the world, and I hope to make more episodes with other PAs in other countries in the future. If you'd like to get in contact with me, I'm on social media at PA Podcast UK, and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Precision Associate Podcast.